How I Met Your Monster is now a partner of TeePublic, the world's largest marketplace for independent creators. On TeePublic, you'll find millions of designs on over 100 different product types, from t-shirts and hoodies to stickers and mugs. That's right. You can now get your official How I Met Your Monster t-shirt. Or how about your official How I Met Your Monster cell phone case? And what's even better is that with every purchase, you'll be helping to support an independent artist. So check out our store on TeePublic, where you'll find How I Met Your Monster gear, custom artwork from yours truly, and tons of other designs from films we've covered on the show. Make sure to follow the link in the show notes, as well as on all of our social media channels. Now let's go meet some monsters. Okay, so, anyone have an intro? Nanny, are, uh, let's, hear, let's, let's hear your best village intro. Go. Oh, wait, I have one. <laughs> That's perfect, Danny. Beautiful. Thank we'll you. open on a moment of silence. <laughs> Sometimes we don't do things we want to do. So others don't know we want to do them. <laughs> that quote is so fucking dumb. Oh, I love it. It's I love good that. though. Stupid. I just I, I, I should come out right on the you know right out of the gate, right off the bat, right off the bat, and just say, as is the case with a lot of the movies that we do on this podcast, I love the village. Oh my gosh, me too. Um, I like the movie. I do. I like it a lot. Um, I don't like. I honestly don't like a lot of M Night's stuff, to be honest. Besides this and <coughs> Signs. <coughs> no, The Sixth Sense. I haven't watched Signs since it came out. <coughs> Lady in the Water. <coughs> yeah. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> it's just too. No. Well, no. I okay. Unbreakable was pretty good. Did not like Split or mm, yeah. Whatever the other one is. Girl. It was too much. Like I liked Split until the very end when it when he started turning into that stupid fucking creature. Yeah, I, that was my same thing. Like it was like he was like an actual monster at the right. end, and I was like, uh, okay. I just realized very uh, Halloween Kills, where like it's this guy who's killing people. Well, I guess he, well, yeah, he's abducting and then killing them, and then by the end, he's like this superhuman. Like, is he a monster? Is he? just really strong oh i'm glad we're finally getting some uh yeah. halloween halloween oh, kills critique from danny what yeah but it, but it wasn't about him it, <laughs> michael meyer it wasn't the story wasn't about how michael myers turned himself into some sort of weird creature that doesn't look like a human and can run up walls and shit he just doesn't die that's fair. you know what was cool and we don't we won't get into it i just have to talk about this when talking about me and Casey were kind of talking about how Halloween kills is just like the second act of a big movie. And so you could just like, you know, when you're writing a screenplay, like the second act is like fun and games, like the first half yeah. of the second act is like fun and games. And so just all the kills that he came up with when he sees that lady in the, in the, she, he just kills her husband and she, she, oh, she's yeah. got the drone and like he's oh, yeah. standing in the kitchen and he's just kind of like looking around being like, what can I use? And he's like, ooh, a light bulb. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. I was like, no, oh, that man. is good. It play it definitely like kind of harkens back to the original where he is very like I think we've talked about this before, but like he is very theatrical. You know, mm-hmm. like dressing up in like sheets and posing Judith Judith and all that stuff. Um Yeah. Also choosing Halloween to attack people because he gets to dress up. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I heard somebody like critique that they were like since when like michael myers is so brutal why is he like placing these 
people in positions and like on the merry-go-round and the couple, the, the big John couple in the, in the house. Why is he like placing them and things? I was like, he did that in the original. Yeah. yeah. Also, brought, I would argue he he's not doom- brutal. Yeah, he does he, that yeah, he first. He just became brutal recently. Yeah. 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 So. Like he brought us, he dug up a tombstone, carried it to somebody's fucking house. Yeah. Put it up, lit some fucking pumpkins. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Um, but anyways, we are here to talk about 1892 in the village. Mm-hmm. Not Greenwich the Village. The Covington Woods. Is the year is the year villages. supposed to be eighteen ninety two? Um, it's eighteen ninety something because you see it at the beginning when um, the one guy's sons di- died and how it opens oh, up on the funeral, catch. and it was like I think he was born in like eighteen ninety and it like died in eighteen ninety seven or something. I wonder what the point um, of that is. Yeah, like like the people who grew up mm. there who were born there they don't know the difference. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Eighteen ninety and and two thousand twenty. Yeah. So, guys, are we just opening up on the twist? What is this? (laughs) Are we just giving it all away? Spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, No, we're not, because we need to start the episode by saying... The box. You opened it. We came. I met him 15 years ago. I I was told there was nothing left. Explorers in further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Hello, everybody, and thank you for choosing Whataburger. <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good, Home of the good Burger. Take take Welcome order. to Chili's. My name is Danny. I'm going to be server tonight. Uh, we have some specials on the menu. You can check on, the, on your table. Do you the, special, know that when, the special is Chili. Do you know when Danny calls me on my cell phone, it still says Dan Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Dan used to work at Chili's. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, not, you but that's not how you know him. <laughs> I know. You didn't meet him at Chili's. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it was like, <laughs> I don't know how it got there. I must have put it in sometime, but Dan Chili's. <laughs> You're like, I'm never going to let this guy forget that he worked at Chili's. So I'm going to put him in my phone as that. <laughs> and then oh someday tell him that that's what he is in my phone. <laughs> yeah i worked at um, many restaurants and for some reason that's the only one that stands out for zach yep because it's but i get it constant reminder on my phone i actually have like you know those those uh badges that are going around people's facebook where they say like what they support it goes around mm-hmm. thing i have one made for you specifically on my phone that just says chilies <laughs> no it just it has the chili yeah, just the oh, chili. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to How I Met Your Monster, the show where we discuss the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. I'm Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And today is our 25th episode. Wow, we're a quarter of a way to 100? That's right. A quarter of a way to 100 <laughs> And we're episodes. recording all of them this month. That's right. <laughs> 
But yeah, today we're talking about The Village, which takes place in 1897 and no or other does time frame. It. Yeah. Sorry, I ruined your bit. You can redo it if you want. That's okay. That's okay. I'm used to you ruining my jokes. It's fine. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I've seen this movie maybe 12 times, and I do not remember the opening credits. Really? With like just the trees, and yeah. it's like kind of. Di- this... I don't remember that. Is it just me, or does. Do the opening credits not quite like fit with the tone of the movie? Right. Yeah. yeah I agree. There's like something off, like the the quick cuts and the shots of the trees and the. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it fits with you know. I know M Night Shyamalan loves to do his like slow opening credits, not necessarily slow, but like you know, kind of yeah. just text over nothing. Just with right. What's his face? James Newton Howard's beautiful score. Oh my god, the music in this. Music this is, is their best good. collaboration, I think, in my yeah. opinion. Like they've done some really beautiful stuff together, but this one this is one that I just have been putting on in the background for many uh writing sessions over the years. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just that good. Um before we jump into the village, let's uh hear what you guys have been watching. Have you guys seen anything mm-hmm. interesting? I've been watching I'm only a few episodes in. But I'm watching that uh, Stephen King miniseries on or limited series, whatever you want to call it, on HBO, The Outsider. I think it came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah. I watched that. Finally watching it. Oh, so good. It's so good. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. The pilot, like the first episode is, oh, my God. It's It's one of my favorite pilots, I think. One of my favorite pilots I've ever seen. It's great. And Jason Bateman directed it and stars in it. It's just Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, okay. Stars He's, all around. The, Jason Bateman. I was trying to think who was in that. Jason the Bateman. acting in it is amazing. It's unreal. They're just. Um, have you gotten to like that? Not enough people talk about it. No, it, they don't because I don't know anyone who's seen it. Mm, so, which is weird. Yeah. Um, there was a girl that I work with that was watching at the same time as me, and then she never watched the last episode. Mm. Um, I mean, I can't talk. I do that all the time. Well, don't do it with this one. Um, <laughs> did you get to the PI, uh, the, the female? Yes. With, from, like, who plays her? Um, I can't remember her name. Cynthia Rivo. Arrivo. Arrivo, yeah. yeah. Um, she's I amazing. Was gonna, yeah. She's incredible. Amazing. She's so much fun to watch too. Yeah. This, like, she's that such show. like a, especially cause she comes in in like episode three and yeah. she's such a quirky character mm-hmm. and it totally just like goes against all the other vibes we've been getting from all the other characters yeah and everything's so serious and um she's so oh my god that show is so good i can't wait until you finish it so that uh, we can can chat about what happens at the end (sighs) we will do an episode about it yeah so good but not until we do an episode on midnight mass oh my god danny (sighs) yeah i haven't been so yeah i'm wait well that the thing with that one is i'm waiting to watch it with cody (laughs) okay and He's like not yet ready to commit to like. Not I mean, yet. I know it's just a limited series, but, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's still it's... like eight hours of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so good. But we'll get there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah so... I'm watching The Outsider, and I just watched uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show the other night. Um, okay. Which has put me in a very good mood. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a Halloween favorite. Here I used the... to do a really, really good impression Sometimes. of uh, Doctor Frankenfurter. Oh, do it. No. You got it. 
No, well, you got to do it because I don't even know who that is. So. I said I used to do. You don't know who Dr. Frankenfurter is? Uh-uh. Have you seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. Zach. Okay, well, we're doing that next <laughs> month. And it's like um, a holiday okay. movie. No, it's like not. a Christmas <laughs> movie. No. Um, you you really you don't know the time warp or anything? Uh, yeah, my sister used to have a time warp magnet on the refrigerator. Well, Doctor Frankenfurter is played by Tim Curry. He's a sweet okay. transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Ah, ah. Um, be I, I'm Halloween familiar Easter. with that character. I didn't know that was his name though. Yeah, Doctor Frankenfurter. It's a great movie. I'm going to use that as motivation to go back to the gym so that I can be Frankfurter for Halloween. <laughs> so does that mean Cody's going to be Rocky? Oh, that's good. He, who could, <laughs> yeah, he would be, he would not be Rocky. Ooh, why not? Because he doesn't want to run around in gold underwear, probably. Well, whatever. <laughs> but um, not for everybody, I guess. Or we can just be Brad and Janet. That would be easier. That'd be cute. Mm-hmm. Is Meatloaf in that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cousin Eddie. Yep. Cousin Eddie. Okay. Is he cousin yeah. Eddie or is I'm thinking he's just Eddie. Cousin Eddie's from vacation. <laughs> vacation oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, it yeah, sounded right Eddie. in my head. Like that was a name, but I was like, that's not the name. I didn't but, even yeah. notice that you did that. I was just <laughs> thinking about his, Eddie. I was just thinking about his entrance into the movie. Cause it's, it's so fucking good. Cracks me up. It's so good. Such a weird movie. It's Zach, so you're going to watch it. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Why do you but like, like it technically does have like, it makes sense once you like figure it out, but also oh. doesn't. It's just it's okay. so much fun. It is. Um, I watched Beetlejuice. Ah, I love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is a movie that whenever someone talks about it or like I see something about it, I'm just like, eh, okay, Beetlejuice, yeah. But then when I watch it, I'm like, oh man, I forget how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. Nice so, fucking model. That's my favorite part of the movie. So it's kind of like it's one of Nina's favorites. And so, oh, so good. She, she's like, let's watch Beetlejuice. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. And then I was like so invested in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how good this was. It's great. Beetlejuice is the reason why or the score is the reason why I was so afraid of like violin like mm. strings in movies as a kid. Uh, yeah. That movie. And then like um, Tales from the Hood. When the little uh, puppet yeah. marionettes come and it's like, rrr, rrr, and I'm like, oh, they, they come out of the yeah. painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Scary, scary stuff. You Violins also, are no bueno. Also finished Midnight Mass because you did not. I did finish Midnight Mass and it just blew me away. Yeah. It's amazing. There was two episodes um, that the credits came on and I just like stared at the TV with yeah. like my jaw kind of on the ground and the, the way they did the credits was so good. And, uh, Oh man. Yeah. It's just such a good story. And it's- then the, the, it was almost like episode six happened and I was like, okay, well what else could there yeah. be? Mm-hmm. And then you get, cause you, there's a full other hour left in episode seven and then you watch it and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, very good. Excellent. It's probably one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's way up um, there. So, I mean, Danny, I've been to Midnight Mass. I've not, not, <laughs> like this one. The not like this one. Not like this one. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, Catholics. Catholics yeah, I'm just saying Catholics. Danny, you got to get Cody on board yeah. quickly. Yeah, 
Um, um, why not just actually ask him if you can just postpone your move to San Francisco for just like, I, I don't know, you could, you could probably do idea. it comfortably in three days. Yeah. That's a good so idea. So just take three days to watch Midnight Mass. It's only eight hours. You can watch it all in one day. I think it's only seven. But it's like there. some of them are like an hour oh, a and ten minutes. An hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not going to work for me. I like and then there's some that like hour. There's some like like with episode six going into seven, we were like, do we just want to finish it tonight? And then I was kind of like, no, I just want to like sit on this. For oh, a while. man. And then tomorrow go into episode seven and finish it. Um, it's so cool. So um, but. <laughs> since it's i'm really like i'm like itching to talk about this so I we're know. gonna move on we're just gonna like well just forget it casey what have you been watching <laughs> i just <laughs> i just got up on what we do in the shadows okay and i think that's it what are they doing in the shadows sucking blood <laughs> and like grocery shopping right the show is so funny you guys and grocery shopping it's so funny <laughs> That's all. <sighs> well, okay. Okay. So that's what we do in the shadows. What do we do in this podcast? <laughs> we talk about monsters. Oh, oh, we do talk about monsters. Do you think now is a good time to meet our monster? Yeah. Zach, that was really good acting. Bam. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Perfect segment. Who has done this heinous act? Those who don't speak of killed it. There it is. Why would such a notion come into your mind? They're meat eaters. Hmm? They have large claws. Children, those we don't speak of have not breached our borders for many years. We do not go into their woods. They do not come into our valley. It is a truce. We do not threaten them. Why would they do this? So there's actually a few different monsters in the village. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. technically, there's like 12. Technically, yes. Yeah. I think it depends on your yeah. perspective because I see no monsters in this movie. Well, I guess Ooh. you should just leave. Oh, I'm bringing some layers to this conversation. The village. Originally titled The Woods. Oh, was it really? Yeah, but then there was this other movie coming out called The Woods, which ended up getting like pushed back to like 2006 anyways. Um, I don't even know okay. what that is. It was I only <laughs> saw it once when it came out. It was it's about like witches at this private boarding school and but Bruce Campbell has this fun cameo in it. Okay. Um, oh, that reminds good. me. I want to see Black Friday. I was going to ask if you guys watched the trailer for Black uh, Friday. I, I saw someone tweeting about it, but I didn't watch the trailer yet. Uh, yeah, it looks funny. Th- there were times when sure. I like shut my eyes because like I didn't want things to be spoiled. Because mm-hmm. it was a very, I don't know, you could argue that it's a very spoilery trailer. Yeah. But uh, but it looks fun. It looks it like does. a good like a good movie. Yeah. Um, but I think, in my opinion, the first time we have a monster encounter in the village is right off the bat. Right when they're that. sitting at the uh, big table, yeah, mm-hmm. Edward, and and you hear the, you hear the sounds. Mm-hmm. The we get a little sound. We see we were also introduced to Noah, Adrian Brody's character, who laughs throughout this whole what is supposed to be like a creepy moment. So we're like, okay, right. something's going on with this character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and indeed, it does play out a little bit later. 
um, in yeah. not the greatest ways for one of the characters. Um, I have a question. And sure. we're jumping right into spoiler territory because we never... It's part of the podcast. It's it. part of the show. So when I was watching, going back to our Signs episode, um, I mentioned that in the beginning of Signs, we see the cornfield and everything through a window pane. And it's yeah. like kind of blurry because there's glass and everything. And uh, Mel Gibson's character is all foggy about his faith and everything but then the last scene of the movie we come back in through the window and the window is shattered and you can see through it and it's clear and now he's he's back and he's got his his faith back and he's all good to go his faith in baseball his faith in baseball that's right water so so you can see that m night Shyamalan does like a bookend kind of thing in that movie I noticed it in this a little bit too. In the opening scene, we're behind a crowd of people as what's his face? Brendan Gleason's character. His character is mourning and grieving over his son by himself. And we're looking over the shoulders of the group, looking at him. In the final scene, we are sitting with um, Ivy. Ivy. We're sitting with Ivy and Joaquin Phoenix, who is dying. Mm-hmm. And we're with them, and the rest of the group is in the background looking at them. Um, so it was just kind of like a, a uh, yeah, it's a nice bookend, uh, but it's like a reverse, but also like symbolizing like the new generation. Okay, like, all right. Well, they're ta- I don't know. That's what I just took from it. Like, okay, they're, they're going to be taken over, and well, yeah, that was kind of my thing. Like, I noticed the bookend between the two, like a mirror image, but I couldn't really. I didn't click on what the whole take was. Well, I, I mean, I just thought it was because like, I mean, the first shot we see is of this funeral and it's the elders sort of accepting the inevitable, like kind of like they signed up for this. So this poor okay. kid passed away and Brendan Gleeson's character just has to sort of Deal let it, it happen. Like it just is what it is. Yeah. And then in the end you kind of have, you kind of see it, Walker kind of points out at the end where he was like, you know, again, spoiler alert, when Noah dies, Noah's death is going to help them keep mm-hmm. this thing alive, like legitimize the village that they created. Yeah. Right, because they're going to make so it look like a monster did it. Yeah. And it's almost like if you wanted to like kind of pick apart the visuals there, it's almost like the elders are now in the back, like there's now they're stepping back and mm-hmm. we're seeing like this new generation take over. Like they have, they figured out a way to sort of walk that fine line of, you know, how much are we willing to evolve a little bit, you know, be a little less right strict about sort of how we manage the village. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a good take on that. But there's so um, much to, M. Night Shyamalan such a good visual storyteller that I'm sure if I really tried to focus or all of us, like we could find little snippets here and there, kind of like little nuances that probably went, I mean, definitely went over my head because I'm sure you could break the beginning and the ending shots up, you know, apart so much more, but. Well, I think you, uh, I think you nailed it. Oh, thanks. Can we do I, a nail sound effect? You nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so do you guys not think that the elders are monsters at all? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. Danny doesn't. I don't because I, totally 
get like the fact that I mean, I guess you could argue that some villains are sort of made villains because they were victims first and then sort of like their actions after the fact made them monsters. Mm-hmm. But again, like I feel like you could totally peel this apart. You know, the fact that they're sort of like holding people against their will, like mm-hmm. the next generation mm-hmm. and lying to them. And yeah, yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So totally like not great, but I think because their intentions were so pure that I could sort of give them like, but they're not know, though. Their pass. intentions are selfish. But That's in like a sure. protective way, like it's like they were like we suffered so many terrible things that we that just we're not like... gonna let you live a life that you could live because we want you. Well, I I, I agree, and I almost feel like maybe if they went sort of what do they call it when you grow when you live like in the Amish community and you're Amish? allowed to leave? Oh, there's uh, a word for that. Yeah, there is. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It is a uh, um, Rumspringer. Oh, it is Rumspringer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't believe me? I've been no. in a I've I've been in a Amish house when they were making candy. Ooh, really? Give me, give me I've been candy. in a few. I've been in oh. a few Amish houses. No kidding. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was there's the, a lot what? of there's a lot of Amish around where my dad lives. Yeah, and gotcha. since he does a lot of like metal fabrication, he does a lot of work for the Amish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and awesome. so if they need things fixed, they'll come to him. And so I've been in a oh. few of their houses. It's pretty cool. It is yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. But, but, but see, like- the Amish, they know that the other things exist. Yeah. Yeah. And they at least leave no. the door open for people to say, like, if you that's want right. to go out into the world. That's right. And may- but maybe that's just like sort of like the natural progression of this community you know they kind of you know they've only had they've only had like one generation there pretty much and the elders are like so strict about everything like no one can leave you know you have to sort of like reinforce this lie but already with the next generation walkers being like super flexible with things you know like literally letting them leave i mean mind you ivy's blind and there's that whole but she could have questions down the road and like it's only sort of, it almost makes sense. It's almost inevitable that eventually the doors will open and it will probably turn into a community that is I mean, likened more to like an Amish community where you have. Sounds like, more like South Korea that- or North Korea. <laughs> they don't know any, they're not allowed to know that anything else exists. <laughs> but I think it will get there. I think the door is open for that. Um, Danny, this is actually a very good. Um, I don't know, a plot point or whatever to your video game that you're developing. Oh, hell yeah. Danny, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> in a, if in you are following the news. <laughs> if you're not following him in the news, in an alternate reality, Danny is developing a video game based on M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. <laughs> where what? where you can play <laughs> as, you can play in an alternate universe, in an alternate reality. When did you guys... You, Danny, tell her, tell her, tell her, Danny, tell her. It was, but the subject of a tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't tweet her, so. Yeah, I just tweeted that I thought it'd be fun to do a video game for the village where you can I play mean, really, the uh, elders or the people, the villagers. Yeah, the, I mean, the elders were just like some like super serious cosplayers that took it a little bit too far. LARPers, more yeah. like it. Yeah, LARPers. It, it is um, like LARPing, but when I think of LARPing, I think of like, you know. 
swords and shit. Oh, really? I always think of the Bob's Burgers episode where they LARP for, like, basically what is Downton Abbey for them. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Some people have to be, and like, her name is the servants butler. and, like, yeah. maids. And they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Linda, Linda Like, they the actually butler. have to, like, fetch wine for people at night. Yeah. And she's yes. like, this is You're bullshit. Right. Yes. <laughs> but this could be a great addition to your video game where you have to be a, a villager mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to go through Covington Woods and the elders are all dressed up as those we don't speak of. And you have to make it through Covington Woods to get to the towns. That's fun. You got to yeah, wear but- yellow. Got to wear yellow. Stay away from red berries. Yep. So- and you need to hold on to your magic rocks. That's right. <laughs> I think so. I, oh, oh, gosh, we're like going all the way to the end of the movie already. We haven't even like talked <laughs> We've talked about the future of this franchise and like what this community will like develop into, even (laughs) though this movie came out in 2004. But that, okay. So that being said about like them make possibly being able to leave her being curious, whatever, whatever. She still has a very strong belief that there are things in the, even though her dad showed her, she still has a very real fear. And she, well, because there's that great moment where, well, yeah, she, she thinks that it happened. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But that, that's – I just want to kind of like stick stick with that for a second because that's one of my favorite things about this movie is M. Night Shyamalan had, had obviously gotten such a reputation for uh, like twists. And this one you could see is having like a lot of fun with it. It's just like he's, he's like layering twists on top of each other. But then sort of like pulling the rug out from one twist and then verifying this twist and then actually invalidating that twist. And you're, he keeps like flashing back to these like little moments. Um, but I, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of a sucker for M. Night Shyamalan twists, so I love it. Oh, yeah. But they have that great um, moment where Ivy is in the woods alone. And then we hear the voiceover from Walker where he's like, by the way, mm-hmm. I know I told you this is all bullshit. But there are rumors that there actually are creatures in the woods. FYI. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. said that that's where their idea started, from, stemmed from yeah. there actually being creatures in the woods. I thought that was really clever. So Fucking... let's talk about when they go to dinner after that funeral, guys. All the way there, there back at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> a little funeral dinner. A little funeral fiesta. Okay, yeah. Well, we did talk about that. So we got the, the voice in the woods, the right. sounds, and then you got Adrian Brody yeah. giggling. And Noah. you also have Edward Walker who mm-hmm. is an elder and also a monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he gives a little a little speech there. Yep. Uh, but how good is William Hurt? I know. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. He's good. I mean, the whole cast is incredible, but yeah, they are. he is just like not phoning in a second of this. Like every line is just so right. like, I don't know. He just really, he does a great job. Good job, Will. Good job, Will. Um, and then the the first time we see a quote unquote monster, those we don't speak of, is in the puddle reflection. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a lot of reflections little... in this movie. Yeah, yep. I like it. Oh yes. What is that supposed to represent? Well, oh, uh, society. Oh man, it's quite right literal. There, but quite literal. You can't. Well, you can touch it. This <laughs> <laughs> is water. Uh... Um, okay, so what are your thoughts on Judy Greer? Hmm. She's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but are we know. asking, like, what are our thoughts on her <laughs> as a person or in this movie? Danny, what are your thoughts on Judy Greer as an actress? Casey, this question is not for you. It's not for me. Why not? Because I saw that look on your face. What? I think Judy Greer is awesome. No. Okay. So I forgot who she was for a second. I love her. I've talked about Jawbreaker on this show before. Uh, I love Jawbreaker. We should do Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. She also is in Halloween. Mm -hmm. Should we have a Judy Greer month? (laughs) Yeah. We could do do Elizabeth Town. (laughs) <laughs> well, not horror movies. That whole movie is a monster. But hey, hey, get the fuck out of here! I told you, I just don't like dramas anymore. Uh, <laughs> dramas. <laughs> um, no, I, okay. I do like her. I for a second, my my mind blanked, and then I remembered who you're talking about. I do okay. love her. I she puts in such a she's so she's such a good like comedic actress. Uh-huh. So even when she's in these like thrillers, <laughs> she she's just she's such like a good like. Uh, what you would call it, like comic relief. Yeah, I mean, especially her, for something like, so serious. Being in love with what's his name, Lucius, Lucius, Lucius and her Mount going Bowie. to tell him, <laughs> it was like, I believe her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then cutting, and then like just like smash cutting to her yeah. crying on oh, the bed. That I love that scene where she's crying and the music comes in and Bryce Dallas Howard is singing that song and yeah. like, the melody of that song with the music, it just it like. It's like heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to describe this music. <laughs> Baby, sleep gently, sleep. Life is long and love is deep. Time will be sweet for thee. All the world to see. Time to look about and know how the shadows come and go, how the breeze stirs the trees. Before we move on from Judy Greer's basically introduction, mm-hmm. I have a blocking question for both of you. Okay. So why did M. Night Shyamalan feel the need when she is talking to her dad about asking his blessing to tell Lucius that she loves him and all that stuff? Why does the camera stay far back and they like go down to the other end of the house and they're so far away talking? Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe yeah, it's so just can, supposed to be like a personal it. like no one's supposed to be listening to this because he doesn't want people. He even says like at the end, he's like, please don't tell anyone about your plans until you actually talk to Lucius. So maybe it's like, we are the villagers so we are a, and we're not supposed we are to be listening. Flies on the, a fly on the wall. I don't know. Right. That's, okay. That's, a fly on the wall. I just yeah, pulled like, that out of my ass. So. Well, no, it, that makes sense. Cause we're like peeking around the corner of the building yeah. being like, mm-hmm. what are they talking about? Cause okay. that's a lot of this movie. A lot of this movie is people, you know, like the whole theme of it is, well, maybe not theme, but, the sort of like laying under the surface is that everyone has a secret, you know? So everyone's mm-hmm. sort of like very hush hush about things that people don't know why they're being hush hush in the first place. And this is just like one like micro version of that, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, did you not like it, Zach? Oh, did no, I, no, I like it. Okay. There's not much about this movie that I don't like. Well, um, I just texted but it was just... Night Shyamalan and he said, yes, that's exactly <laughs> why I did that. <laughs> no, it was he just, just confirmed. This time. LOL. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just this time I was watching it and I was just wondering like what was the what was the uh why did he decide Aportus. to shoot it that way? Yeah. It's just a it's probably get watched it they just ran out of budget that like we literally cannot move the camera. <laughs> this is our last <laughs> shot for the movie. Just put it up, just hold it, just stop. <laughs> Um, and then we get right after that we get a really cool monster sighting with Lucius Hunt Mm -hmm. walking into Covington Woods Yes, and you get this awesome shot of he hears the branches breaking I think and the camera pans from him and turns around but it doesn't keep up with the monster and you just see the tail oh Oh, an elbow elbow and a tail (laughs) yeah well it's something it's just like the yeah, you can't well, that's tell. That's the it. scariest it's, part of the creature was the elbow. So I'm glad. They yeah, yeah, that yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally you see the tail. I was end. like, <laughs> literally the tail end. Literally, <laughs> but I thought that was a really cool little moment. Yes. Um, yeah, love that moment. I also love that we see uh, we kind of it says a lot about Lucius as a character because they're obviously not supposed to go into the woods, and he's well, just like, hmm, check left, check right, go yeah, forward, he, and he just like walks to- into the woods. He wanted to get, remember he had asked to go get supplies or whatever, and then he also mm-hmm. knew that Noah had gone into the woods because he had the the red baddies. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. He was Noah like, you'll know it, my intentions are true and they're not going to Yeah, yeah, me. yeah, all that bullshit. I'm like, all right. It's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great thought, Lucius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, right after that, because of Lucius's actions yes. in the woods, Mm-hmm. Might be my favorite scene of the entire movie. Um, when In the Watchtower? The Watchtower and those we don't speak of enter the village. And oh, you just... You yeah, like we that. get another... We, I think that's the first shot we get of, like, not a reflection of the creature, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Opens the... Yeah, Michael um, Pitt is up there. Brad, oh, Mike, why do I... I was almost like Brad, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I wasn't saying it in my, like, together in my head because, like, when he said Michael Pitt, I was like, isn't it Brad? But then I in, literally, in, like, microsecond, I was like, Brad Pitt. Oh, that's not Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so have either of you ever seen Murder by Numbers? I, yes, I have seen it. Michael oh, Pitt is and- that that, like, 2002 with yeah. Sandra Bullock and... Ryan Gosling? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I've yeah. never seen it. And Michael Pitt. And I used to love it, but I have a feeling that it probably does not hold up very well. Just a thought. <laughs> oh, really? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I just think about certain parts from it. I'm like, ah, that movie probably sucks. Well, the plot just <laughs> very, felt very like colored by numbers or paint by numbers. Yeah, Danny, you're <laughs> such a comedian. <laughs> yuck, yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Um, no, but that whole sequence that plays out where everyone's running into their houses and all this stuff and then Ivy knows Lucius is out there and she holds her hand out yep. and you get that awesome shot of the monster coming up from the background really close. And just as he's about to get there, Lucius grabs her hand and it mm-hmm. goes into this beautiful music and slow motion. And she's, he spins her around the house as they shut the door and her, her dress kind of swings around and they go down and, Oh my God. That's what I love it. about this. This movie is also just like a really beautiful love story. Not yes. even just between them, but like there's so many love triangles with all the different characters and Sigourney Weaver is like crushing on William Hurt and Judy yeah. Gere is mad at Joaquin Phoenix for who has a Dana. wife. Yeah, that's another reason why the elders, well, that elder in particular is a monster, a dirty dog. Wait, he is married. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he, he lives with I've that seen lady. this movie many a time. And I he lives with that lady. That. Well, no, Danny, it's funny you say that because I thought when watching it last night or two nights ago, I was like, wait, is he married? Yeah. Like, or are they just like buddies? And in then the, in the very beginning, yeah, in the very beginning in their elder meeting, she says something about like, oh, I'd love to see the flight of the birds this year. I'm sure that your wife misses it or something like that. Uh And they show her and she looks at him. She's like, yeah, I really like seeing the kids all dressed up. (laughs) And he's like, I don't I don't have a say in this. (laughs) I'm Googling it right now. There was a deleted scene where he actually gets married to her. So that would have really hit the point a little clearer. You know, in retrospect, though, I, I, I do really like this movie. I don't know why they have to like talk like that, though. I think they're just LARPing. I know. <laughs> like, what, if we're going like, to do this, guys, no, you're not going to laugh at me, right? But, you're not going to laugh but, at me? Okay. Another right, thing, I'm, though, I'm is like in. their children have no idea. Mm-hmm. That. What if they chose like, because they, there was like, I don't know, like a clean slate for basically doing anything they wanted with this community. What if they like chose like a dialect from like some other era that just like didn't fit that era? That we were supposed to believe it was. Listen, now like I know. 80s slang and stuff. I just now realized that the tombstone thing in the beginning is not for the people in the village. It's for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That makes Them sense. talking that way also for us. Because we're supposed I, to think it's the 1800s. But I wonder if when they kind of put this whole thing together, in order for it to feel real to them, they had to just kind of go all in on those elements i'm sure that was m night Shyamalan's intention yeah i think Uh, it was just like full immersion like guys if we're gonna do this i also think that these people sort of romanticize like the the old days so to speak well like literally actually um yeah yeah so they're like but they want to make it like the best version of it that they want it to be like yeah we're going back but we're going like very self-aware of like what I don't know well, how to yeah. make it perfect because it's we're interesting from modern times. Yeah. It's interesting though, that they, they, it's almost like they think that it's like, do they think that that time was more innocent because it definitely wasn't right. I was just kind of, I just kind of you know, had that same thought like, process where people it's like, were just as savage as they are now. Probably. But I feel like it's their version. It's their interpretation of that time. Oh, period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I know it's so simple. So we're going to have this like, perfect picturesque sort of like landscape like if you were to look at a picture from back then it like looks beautiful it's like okay we want that but we also want to put this veil over it of like quote unquote perfection or like our 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 attempt at perfection they even like mention how like like they mention innocence a lot in this movie and i think that's Mm -hmm. like their main goal is like they want it to be innocent um right but i agree yeah like but the source that they're taking it from is like straight up like not innocent it just looks right it kind of reminds me of like when people people talk about like um, they, they oh I was born in a different time I should have been born in the whatever oh yeah you should have been born when you were shitting in buckets and throwing yeah, it out exactly. the window <laughs> like do you know anything about that <laughs> like oh yeah you should have been born when people come up on the fucking on the off the coastline and come rape and pillage all your people yeah sounds great there's like no Sorry. modern medicine when people ask you what's up the common response is my fever. <laughs> But Casey, who says that? I know like, people that say it. Like I've heard people that say, like, 
I was born in the wrong decade. I should have been born in the 50s. No, no, I should have been born in the 60s. Who says, like, I should have been born in, in a pilgrim village? In 1822. <laughs> I wish I lived in the 20s. Me too. The 1720s. It would have been really cool to live back then. It would have been really cool to live in the medieval times. No, it fucking wouldn't. You'd die of the fucking Black Plague. Again, that's why... But you don't go to a Ren Fair and, like, fear the Black Plague. You go to the Ren Fair, eat a turkey right. leg, enjoy okay. each other's company. <laughs> All right, the LARPing. And that's basically yes. what the Walker and his little group are doing. We're like, we're straight up LARPing. Like, yeah. for a lot, it's very expensive. Like, we're literally paying off the government to not send planes yeah. to fly over. <laughs> but essentially, we're just LARPing. Yeah, yeah, where did they get that money? I guess Walker must have been bad, but yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was a rich dude. That's right. Because then somebody shot him in his Mm -hmm. face when he slept. But um, one of the best lines I love is uh, one of the lines I love in this movie is when they read the note that Lucius went into the woods and he's the one who brought the people. And William Hurt comes up to him and he says, he says, you are fearless in a way that I shall never know. Mm -hmm. And it's just like his delivery of that is so good and it's just like again it breaks your fucking heart yep. like this movie yeah, is heartbreaking because he's a little bitch and <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 like, like what's my motivation here? he's like he's a little bitch he's a little, <laughs> little bitch. Note. characteristics <laughs> characteristics of edward walker little bitch i wonder what that makes him feel though because he knows because there was a lot of like mention of like the next generation taking over so the fact that he's fearless, does that sort of like plant the seed for being afraid that the next generation might kind of like catch on to the reality of it or that like, okay, we can trust the next generation with this information because like they're willing to accept things and like sort of like face the reality. I don't know. I just think he's jealous that, He's willing yeah. to to go through with all that knowing, quote unquote, what's out in the woods and ready to get him and stuff like that. And this guy couldn't even live in a normal world because he was afraid that someone's going to shoot him in the face. Oh, that's a much better point. Right. That's, a, yeah, more of like a jealousy. Yeah. Mm, I like that. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. So did you know that Chris Stop, his name is Chris Stop? Yeah. Chris Stop Crane. Yeah. The one who, uh, what's Doesn't like wrinkly shirts. He doesn't like wrinkly shirts. That's dude from uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh yeah, um, Brain the guy Crans who, or something like that. Yeah, his name. Yeah, his name. I shouldn't. Cran- say Cran- Sh- Cran- Cranston. Cranston. <laughs> Felcher Cran- from Cran- Cranston. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah, I remember you. I talking remember talking about, about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, it's funny. All the supporting it's been a roles, while, you know? or at least a lot of the supporting roles in this movie are played by like name actors, like Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's he's in it for like thirty seconds. Yeah, but he ha- he does have that great moment. Yeah, Zach's doing, and now Casey's doing it with the arms outstretched, <laughs> doing the the little game that they play. Oh, I was just I was just stretching. Sorry. Stretching, yeah. Oh, so convenient. It's timed it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. Again, we're jumping around a lot, but uh, I do love how they they reference you know like they show that whole game and then ivy talks about it later about how she wishes she could kind of play the game and the idea is that you're supposed to be like show how you know put your back against the woods because you're supposedly not afraid of the creatures and then at the end that's the move she does to basically 
you know, mm-hmm. fend off the, well, it's not really a creature, but what she thinks is a creature. And she does, she puts her arms out and she's like, and it allows her just to listen and then she dodges it and then Noah dies. Yeah. So, wah, wah, wah. I was going to say, I was going to say that was so cool. And then you said Noah dies and I was like, oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> she is. kills one of her closest <laughs> friends. Yeah. It's still cool. I mean, he killed her uh, love interest. So that's true. Yeah, to. she's secretly. She's like, I know this is Noah. Yeah, <laughs> let's get him, get him shit. out of here. <laughs> yeah, and that. Yeah, and then uh, Chris stop when they get married. Then there's more. The kids come and say that they saw mm-hmm. the, they mm-hmm. saw the little monsters. Yeah, and all those uh, skinned animals. And yeah. that was great because even then the elders are like, "What the fuck? We didn't do this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you realize, like, I'm assuming, like, as Noah is like skinning all these animals. Is that the idea, or is one of the elders doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you they think never say Noah would do that? Like, that seems like. Did we think that Noah would stab Lucius? Well, no, but like that was like a like a crime of passion, right? Mm-hmm. Passion. Um, Although passion, passion. Zach, earlier, they kind of do plant a seed a little bit for kind of how casual, like almost like Noah doesn't quite understand the ramifications of violence. Mm-hmm. Because earlier when he's like fighting the kids and he, Ivy's oh, yeah. like, you got to promise me that you'll never do hit someone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Noah just doesn't get it, but yeah. maybe well, it's right. a stretch to be like, he doesn't see the problem with skinning a bunch of animals. But right. It was like he skinned them and it's like they were left there and done like to put uh, legitimacy to the people, mm-hmm. to those we don't speak of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, do you think Noah, his character would like oh, right. think to do all that? No. Nah. Just like to keep their secret? Yeah. No, because he you thinks know what it's I mean? funny. He doesn't know he doesn't even understand what that is fully. Well then yeah. who Yeah. Because I don't think all the elders were in on that because no, that later with Sigourney Weaver when she's like, What the fuck? Yeah. Well later he says he's talking to Ivy, I think, later. Right. And okay. she asks about it and he says that was something that was some other elder did that. I don't know exactly what that is, but Oh, he did say out. elder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which the conversation that him and Sigourney have behind the barn, are they just talking about the pigs? Because I remember thinking, like, why the fuck are they talking about this when they're part of this group of people who is purposely doing this? Because I felt like they weren't just talking about the pigs. And it annoyed me because, again, that was just for the viewers. And it's like, I think, I think they were. And I think that was just like a clever way to throw us off, but also to kind of like show that. Maybe they're not all on the same page as right. much as they thought they were. Right. Mm-hmm. I just forgot about it since the last time I had seen it. So I, did, I forgot that the pig thing they didn't all know about. So I was like, why would they be talking about this? But if they well, were talking about that. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's character even like wonders. She like posits that it might even be coyotes who did this. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not a coyote. Come on, Sigourney. <laughs> the don't coyotes just do don't just rip off the skin and like not eat anything. Yeah. It's like this ritualistic act. She's like, I think it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stare at her. So I know I've been talking a lot about symbolism and stuff rather than monsters in this movie, but Sorry. I have another question. So you get that awesome scene with Ivy and Lucius on the porch where they talk about marriage and they kind of mm-hmm. confess their love for each other and all that. Right after that, the camera pans to the to the porch and there's that rocking chair Mm -hmm. and then later 
after Lucius is stabbed, you see the rocking chair just like in the rain out in a field somewhere. And then later, like just a few scenes later, Ivy is sitting in the rocking chair and William Hurt's character comes up and says, I was sitting in that chair the day I learned that you'd no longer see again. What is the deal with the chair? M. Night just maybe has a like, of rocking chairs. Maybe they're moving but not getting anywhere. Shut up, Danny. Why are you so <laughs> smart? Fuck out of here, dude. I hate this. I hate you. Get the fuck out of here. So she's got to get off the rocking chair and like cross through the woods. Just leave, Danny, and don't come back until every other episode. I'm out of here. I'll be back in, a, in not this week, but next week. <laughs> But yeah, I don't. That's I, was I think that was BS. I don't know if that's really. You're really good at here. pretending. Thank you. Maybe Thank instead you. of us, maybe instead of writing, you should be an actor. Thank you. I'm going to be. Thank you. This is my voice. This is my stage voice. <laughs> I'm Danny. My name's Danny. So, I'm... so um, you know, the rocking chair symbolizes oh, we're moving, but we're not getting anywhere. Oh, <laughs> <hell>. uh, <laughs> um. And then after all this rocking chair talk, mm-hmm. we have uh, Noah stabbing Lucius, mm-hmm. right? That was before the rocking chair, but like, well, it was well, like before, it after was, one, before the other. Yeah, it was in the middle of all the rocking chair action. It was like, it was at the third rocking chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was on the resting rocking chair. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Sorry, that was lame. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part about that scene is that there's no music yeah and no yeah. like sound effects either like when he stabs nope. him i think maybe yeah. when he pulls it out but when he's so, we've already seen it right so it's yeah. like it's just silent yep yeah and they uh, obviously they play that trick where like you don't know that he's done it and he just turns around and talks to him mm-hmm. and uh I love it. And then there's that what's like just to double down on how awful that moment is, is that Noah, we see him sort of like bad having like this internal struggle and then he just goes back and stabs him again. I was like, mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, and it's it is. It's like the lack of like classic like movie sound effects for stabbing that makes yeah. it hurt yeah. even more. Mm. It's like, ugh, it's yeah, so you sad. just I think in that second one when he stabs him, you just hear like the like a. Fabric hitting fabric, or yeah. Something. It's, yeah. Not it's like so a, like it's so dis not discreet, um, subtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It made it a lot more intense. I think a lot more so intense. Isn't that crazy? Music. It's shit like this that the elders started the village for in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe they were running away from the inevitable after all. Well, and then you get into that whole thing where it's like, why would you let Ivy go to the towns? And he says, because what happened is a crime. Like. That's why we started this is because mm-hmm. we wanted to get away right. from it. And uh, and I do yeah. love how when they're having that conversation, everyone's sort of like, no, this is fucked up. Like, we're not supposed you like we made a pact. Mm-hmm. And it's not until Brendan Gleeson's character says something. Yeah. Where they kind of like let him because he's the one who was like suffering so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was a really that was a really beautiful touch. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. like. He said, like, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Like, yeah. we, we gave it the old college try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so yeah. do have, do you think that they made the color, the bad color red just because of blood? Is it going to be that? That's simple? what I thought. 
Yeah. Well, why yellow? I don't know. It is all up. like guys. Do we all love yellow? Because they're cowards. <laughs> oh, they're yellow. <laughs> Wait, I love that. <laughs> they're running away from it. They're being yellow. That's right. Um, well, I mean, yellow. you know, like you, because red is like rage. Yeah, and yellow symbolizes rage happy fun. happiness. Oh, okay. Happiness um, and optimism. This is really off topic, but I was just like thinking about like you know like them coming up with the colors and like you know, like what kind of conversations they had when they were creating this village <laughs> and how they sort of have, they're basically going in on a bit. Like they're just committing. They're like, we're going to LARP and we're going to, we're not going to, you know, break <laughs> character. What if like they all like collectively agreed to, for it to be a musical. <laughs> like, <laughs> so everything they say is like in sing song, even if it doesn't rhyme <laughs> and the kids grow up not knowing any different. So they, they just they all sing. Just <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I want to adapt this movie into a, like a musical, for, like on stage. You and need to adapt it into a musical, detail. a musical video game. <laughs> yeah, it's that one little missing ingredient that M Night Shyamalan needed. Like it's like a true classic. It's like a third person game where you're going through the village, and then when you get into like <laughs> situations, it turns into like a rock band guitar hero kind of thing and you have to hit the buttons <laughs> but instead of like color it's like berries and things so while like, you guys wow, this have, game took a turn while you guys have been having all of this fun uh i found out some pretty interesting things over here oh, so it. all right on the positive side of yellow the color means happiness optimism enlightenment creativity and sunshine but the negative connotations with yellow are cowardice, egoism, and madness. And yellow is also the color of caution. Okay. Yeah. That makes right? sense. Right? So the cowardice part also makes sense. Like, it's like they're trying to use yellow to be happy and stuff, but it's also symbolizing the fact that they're a bunch of fucking cowards. Yeah. I wonder if that was written into the script. Well, I guess it was because she kind of references, the like, when she falls into the pit, her yeah, like, all the mud. cloak is covered in mud. Yeah. yeah, she tries to get it off. M. So yeah, you're killing it. Look at these yeah, man. details. Can we talk about though how yeah. fucking cool the faces are on those fucking outfits? The fucking, oh yeah, they're like fucking they're like warthogs. pig monsters, demon yeah. demon pigs, yeah, demon <laughs> demon pigs. Uh, that yeah, was in the script. The demon pig, Jesus. Demon, <laughs> demon pig porcupine. <laughs> oh, it is pretty porcupine-ish. And they have like those, their fingers are fucking. Yeah, I want to be in the meeting of the elders when they were designing those costumes. Me too. Yeah, who made it? Well, I guess one of them must have been more of a creative type. Well, they also they could have like, outsourced that shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, it was them. So well, they, they was, know what's going on out there. It was Sigourney Weaver. Um, cause isn't in the first scene of the elders, she's like knitting, knitting. Oh yeah. yeah. It must be her. We, the the cl- <laughs> close up on it. It's just like the warthog face. <laughs> <laughs> she's just creating it right there. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the parts with Ivy in the woods though, genuinely like got me, got me. Mm-hmm. Creeped you out. Screwed. Yeah, they, yeah, creeping yeah. out. When she sure. fell in that hole, I fucking jumped. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, right, right when she is like her first encounter with the creature in the woods and you hear his voiceover saying, mm-hmm. um, do your best not to scream. Mm-hmm. And like the camera comes around and like you see, oh, it's just, it's so good. I don't, I don't know if the camera comes around and to her or it comes around and you see the monster. I think you see the monster. You see the monster. Mm -hmm. But uh, you hear William Hurt's voice saying, try your best not to scream. It's like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, that's so good. Well, that's the thing. That's what's so great about that that whole sequence when she's in the woods. Because, like, even if you're not on board with, like, the supernatural shit and, like, the monsters, there's been so much buildup up to that point of, like, the woods being this, like, horrible place and like everything yeah. beyond it being even worse super dangerous and then, like yeah. she goes in by herself so vulnerable yeah and she's abandoned by brad pitt <laughs> brad pitt and uh cabin in the woods Christoph- boy. Christoph- what's, his, what's his name in cabin in the woods um he plays marty 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 the stoner so yeah so brad pitt and marty abandon um bryce dallas howard in the woods yeah which he was Marty the Stoner in Cabin in the Woods, and Brad Pitt was a stoner in True Romance. Ah, <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's why M. Night Shyamalan cast them. Yeah, yeah. there's the connection. He's like, Brad this is Pitt. perfect. <laughs> yeah. We have to remember that it's really not Brad Pitt in the role. No. <laughs> well, they got on the set, and M. Night Shyamalan's like, what's up, Brad? <laughs> oh, you wanted Brad Pitt? <laughs> it's the only <laughs> Pitt we could find. <laughs> we hired Brad. <laughs> And then they pit. did our best. You look over and you just see Michael Pitt like standing on set, like with his <laughs> cup of coffee. He's like, "Yep, here I am." It's me, Brad. <laughs> Everyone, he um, was larping as Brad Pitt in that movie. Everyone's larping yeah, on set really in the movie. Oh my gosh! There is one thing that I absolutely hate. Okay. Those weird slow mo things that were popular. In the early 2000s, mm-hmm. those like so when he's running towards her, it does this like slow mo mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they do it a few times, and I just hate it. And they used it, and you know, obviously, y'all like know, a- I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. They do it so much in those movies, <laughs> and I can't stand it. Is that like a low frame rate slow mo where it's like choppy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. M Night Shyamalan's like too fast it's too fast guys it's too fast doesn't hit guys not fucking adrian brody would <laughs> adrian brody would not slow down i i don't know how to track no, this like, guy he's like adrian i know you're an oscar winner but like slow the fuck down you're crossing four feet of distance in this shot <laughs> you don't need to sprint i'm giving you camera time use it <laughs> i must get to my piano <laughs> <laughs> He went really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, what do you call it when an actor? He's like a method actor? Yes. I wanted to say meta, but I was like, that's not the word. He was very method in that movie. And he just, yeah. he hasn't, he just wants, if there's not a piano in the scene, he's, he's out. He's not going to commit. He's Although like, that's not true. If anyone's he... committing in this movie, it is Adrian Brody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Almost like, like, not to a fault, but where there are a few moments, and again, it's like totally subjective, but I would have been like, "Hmm, pull it back a little bit, you know, or like, (laughs) that's a smidge. Oh, you know what's really good, though, like, is that scene where he's, he had just stabbed Lucius and the blood's on Mm -hmm. his hands, and he's like, 
like losing his breath because he's like crying That's and thinking and laughing and oh man that was like yeah. total immersion one thing a thing that i thought was like a huge cop out was them just you know fuck we want him to have this outfit but like he's not like around any of them i guess we just say that we kept one in the floorboards <laughs> yeah why are they all out in that shed except one in the floor yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's that was so definitely an afterthought. Have to really rip them apart to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Time they have to use it. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. You have a yeah, hammer. Replace, replace the floor. Fashioned fucking tools. Yeah. A month. Yeah, definitely a cop out. One of the elders like sneaks in a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like mm. at night. There's like this <laughs> this wide shot of the <laughs> old village, like the fogs rolling in his hair. <laughs> no, that's that's not what a nail gun sounds like, Danny. Have you ever used power tools? Nail it. Danny, do you do you build things? Oh, I actually I built this desk. I oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mug. I stand. I stand. Oh, okay. Wait, no did you, you didn't build the desk, did you? No. Oh, I had to put it together. It was sent by IKEA. <laughs> I was going to say it's Ikea, isn't it? That's like my crew, and then I come in to do like do the have, actual building. Do you have the hamstring? The hamstring. The hamstring. No. Hamstring. I have, yes, I don't know. That's my... I don't know what I have, but it works. <laughs> it does the job. Is my it, desk is Kind of breaking the voice also. It's German. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you guys think it's time to go over our favorite reveals? Before we do... I just wanted to point this out, and I wanted like an excuse to point this out. Um, and since both of you are on this, like, all the elders are monsters train. The moment that we kind of like get the reveal of like their intention, like what they did, like why they created the village in the first place. Um, I love that moment when we finally see what's in the box. Oh yeah, where it's like all the photos, like the to remind them like what their past was. Like, such a fun twist, because up to that point, you're thinking, like, oh, the twist is that they just created these fake monsters who may yeah. or may not be fake. And then to kind of, like, get the rug pulled out from under you again, where it's, like, this isn't even the 1800s anymore. This is fucking 2004 or whatever. Yeah. That is such a fun reveal. Yeah. And I know, like, when this movie came out, a lot of people gave it shit because they're like, this isn't the monster movie I thought it would be. I think it sort of has stood the test of time so far. And I think people are really coming around to appreciate how clever this movie really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted do you guys to kind of point that out. Do you guys remember the first time you saw it? I do. Someone spoiled it for me. No. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's been so long. It was my cousin. And Fucking I can't remember if he spoiled the creature thing being fake or the fact that it was like modern times. Okay. I genuinely don't remember, but I remember being peed off. Peed? Still, still loved it. Man. Peed off. Yeah, I was blown away. I saw it. It was like a midnight showing. Remember they used to do, Now they say movies open on Friday, but they really just open Thursday night Thursday. at 7. Thursday night. Stupid. Which is stupid. But this it. was when like midnight previews were still a thing. Oh, and, yeah, uh, dude. I remember. Yeah, we went Sorry. and saw this. No, it's okay. We just I saw it at midnight and it just fucking blew me away. Yeah. I remember when The Dark Knight came out and they were doing the midnight showing, but then they were doing every fucking three hours. I went and saw that movie at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Not worth it. <laughs> um, okay. Do we want to talk about our favorite reveals? Let's yeah, do it. I just wanted to say one more thing and then I'm then we can move on. Wait, another I one? I just thought it was I just thought it was Danny. kind of funny. Another one? Another one. Okay, okay. Another so one. So not just not the one that you just said you have one more thing to say, one more thing to well, say. In my, the way I look at it, one it has sort of like a loose definition. Okay. Um, Numbers like, they don't matter. Two could mean three. Okay. okay. Four, five. Um no, I just I it was like a really random comment that now I wish we weren't spending so much time on. Because <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> laugh at how like you guys think that these characters are monsters and like they probably are because like you have great points, but I'm like rooting for them. And I'm also the person who is rooting for Pamela Voorhees, who's <laughs> objectively mm-hmm. a monster. That's right, so I think that's I just right. have like a really bad, like, I don't know, indicator or judgment, whatever. bad judgment, judgment. Bad yeah, judgment. very bad judgment when it comes yeah. to monsters. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Um, Okay. Casey, favorite reveal? Uh, When Lucius is in the woods. Mm. Mm. Okay. Because I like when you can't see things, even though they do look really cool. And I like the way they look. It's just scarier. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I think mine is... um, it's really not a reveal in the scene itself because we see him go into the tower, but when he's, when uh, Ivy has her hand out and the, the creature's coming right up and he just, right before he gets there, Lucius pulls it, her hand inside and they, they yeah. I think that's my favorite. That's, yeah. that's what I chose too as my favorite reveal. Okay. Um, um, literally for every reason, like you explained, like with the, from the meat, well, from the music to the, anticipation and the suspense because at that point you think they're legit yeah um, it's so good yeah that's um good. okay right now i think it is time for the how i met your monster conspiracy theory of the week hit it i'm telling you that nasa is going to kill the president of the united states within our place not exactly the kind of thing a secret service agent can like just throw himself on top of the whole Vietnam War was fought over a bet that Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle Onassis. The third issue this year, conspiracy theory. When they open the box, right? One of your favorite. What's in the box? <laughs> What's, What's in the, in the box? box? <laughs> um, when they open the box, you see the picture of them as professors in modern times, whatever. Mm-hmm. Really would have been like the 80s. I think it was the late 70s. I think late 70s? On, I think it said on it like 78 or something, if okay. I remember correctly. Sigourney's, Weave, Sigourney's Weaver. <laughs> Sigourney's <laughs> Weave is holding a baby, which I can only assume is Lucius. Lucius. Right? So that means if they took this picture, I don't know when they took this picture, but there's a good chance they took it when they had the idea for this village, which the village would take, I'm assuming a few years to get set up. Yes. To go in there. So Lucius would have been growing up and he would have memories of the modern world, right? Yeah. He's pretty young. I don't remember anything from before I was like five. Okay. Well, some people do. 
I'm not saying they remember when they're like two. Yeah, but how I think long that, do you think it took to build this village and get everything in place? Well, how yeah. old are we thinking Lucius was in that photo? I well, mean, she was, was holding baby. him. She was, was holding him baby. like a baby. Like yeah. he was wrapped up. Yeah. So I don't know. So well, then it's like newborn. How did they? Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, did they have someone go in to like load all the material and then just like sign an NDA or something? Mm. Or I don't know. Did they just? Did they all literally just go there with their own shit? build tools and all that seems a little hard to yeah well i don't know but like my point is that it probably took them a couple of years yes depending on how long lucius may or may not have memories buried deep in his subconscious about the modern world yeah and that is why he is not scared like everybody else to go into the woods because deep down in his head he knows subconsciously this isn't he knows there's something else out there that's good i like that so is that, is that it yeah i don't really know if it's much of a conspiracy as just no, a, it's not <laughs> it's a theory as a theory which yeah, um, add a is, conspiracy into it it is time for the how i met your monster theory of the week it's brilliant brilliant steve superb Therefore, all there is to say is well done. Or perhaps I should say, to be more precise, well done, Doctor. Bravo, Stephen. An extraordinary theory. Debunked! Make it a conspiracy. What if Lucius is the one who killed Walker's dad? And that's why he's fearless, because he's the real monster. When he was a baby? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. And this is actually a sequel to Pet Cemetery. Oh, hell Yeah. That's the only logical explanation. Don't take your boy down there. Sometimes it's better. Don't want to go down that road. Don't I think want to go that, down that road. I think that that makes. <laughs> I think that that makes sense. I'm pretty sure that any memory that he would have had when he was younger um, have probably been. If he ever brought it up, it would be turned into a like. No. Yeah, like you're imagining things. Or... Like yeah, but I do like that I'm being sure like that this it, thing in the back of his head. Because he is the only one, aside from Ivy, who's, like, truly fearless. Yeah. And I think Ivy is fearless because she's had to, like, work a little harder than everyone else. So, like, petty things, like, don't bug her. But I think you're onto something, Zach. I think this week's conspiracy theories, gavel hit and on the table. Confirmed. Oh, it's confirmed. I get a confirmed from one host and a debunked from another host. (laughs) Well, it's not from me. M. Night Shyamalan just texted me back again. Oh, he said, wow. LOL, Zach's right. Oh, my God. How did he get that? I thought <laughs> I'd put that under so many more layers of like subtext. Why isn't he Hashtag just on the show? Good for him. Did he put any emojis? Please say yes. He did a pumpkin emoji, but then was like, oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't even mean to send that. <laughs> I was like, okay, but you had to actively hit the emoji button to get into the To emoji. get there. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, he's like doing one of those. You don't do things that you want to do so that others mm-hmm. know so you don't, don't want to know. do them and all that yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually just oh, – oh, my God. Yeah, he just texted that quote too. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Damn. Yeah, but to your, to, your, uh, to answer your question, Casey, he said he will come on the podcast eventually. Okay. Um, but only if we're, like, famous enough. This whole uh, interaction between, like, you reading the text messages and, like, us asking what he's saying, it just gives me, like – the butterflies like in high school 
<laughs> you nerd. <laughs> like actually excited. <laughs> What's really stupid is how every time I do this really stupid bit, I have to like pick up my phone and look at it <laughs> yes, to like I've get noticed. into character. <laughs> yeah. We've noticed, Danny. Oh gosh. Hey, um, every 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 actor has their has their thing and I just I need, you know, I'm like I'm like Daniel Day Lewis. I'm like I need to build a canoe. I can't just like pretend I can build a canoe. Right. Your method, just like Adrian Brody. Yeah. Well, now it is time for a segment that I like to call the real monster. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You're a monster. I'm not a monster here. You are. You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me. I chose the two guys who abandoned Ivy. Bingo. So Fran Kranz and Brad Pitt. Fran Kranz and Brad Pitt. Fuckers. I, I think I agree with Danny. I have a couple, but I think that's my number one. One of mine is actually that I wrote down was the elders um, for letting Dan, little Daniel Nichols die. Yeah, them bitches. Yep. Yeah, how that did is he sad. die? Like who I think it just like got a, like a disease, and they were like, "Well, it's too bad we're in 1897." There's too bad, so no sad. They're like Walker. Should is this like enough of a reason for us to cross through the woods? And he's like, "No." And then right when it's his, like his girlfriend's son, he's like, "Yes." Now, now it's time. <laughs> well, that's um, the whole thing. Exception. They they argue about that later. But yeah. he's like, "Why are you making an exception?" He's like, "Because this was a crime." Crime, like, yeah. and and like. Brendan Gleeson's character says that not only did his son die there, the rest of his family died there. Jesus. Yeah. So his son was not the only one. His son was the last one left. Yeah. Uh, This is off topic. Sorry. Did you guys notice that uh, when Ivy makes it out and she goes to like the range or whatever and M. Night has his little cameo Mm -hmm. and um, they just start, he's just, everything is bad. It's like mm-hmm. highlighting why they went into the village in the first the place. The newspaper, yeah. yeah. The newspaper yeah. and the radio and everything. And he's so invested in it that he's not even noticing that that guy is taking supplies. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why M. Night's cameos are so bad because he's really good in Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why his cameos. You don't cameos... like him in Signs? Oh, I guess. I guess he's okay in that. He's... I also would argue that he's good in The Sixth Sense, too. When he plays the um, I don't, I don't he's know. like, um, it's after Cole goes into the closet and gets beat up by that ghost. Okay. It's like, they also okay. notice bruises on his back or something. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he's not that bad. This one, I don't care for this, this cameo. Bad. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, I don't mind the scene, but just like, is him, it just seemed yeah. forced. Um, yes. It does kind of take you out of a moment that's already taking you out of the movie. Right, yeah. right. You know? Right. Like, one's intentional, one is sort of just crammed in there. Yeah. Um, sorry, Zach, continue with your monsters. Oh, no, that's all I had. I had uh, the elders for letting him die, and then um, Franz, Franz Krantz and Brad Pitt for abandoning. Franz Ferdinand. And Franz Ferdinand and um, Brad Pitt. Michael Stipe for yeah. abandoning her in the woods. <laughs> Fran Drescher and... <laughs> Fran Drescher and Michael Stipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, can you imagine if that was the actual casting? (laughs) I forget. We used to watch, like, with my grandma was around, we used to watch The Nanny. What does she sound Mm -hmm. like? 
<laughs> She'd be like magic what, cocks. Like, why did we send Fran Drescher with Bryce Dallas Howard into the woods? Yeah. And they're supposed to be like trying to be quiet and <laughs> inconspicuous. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's my oscar i don't know man i do not know i put in work on this episode right um, uh well do you guys have anything else about the village i there is part of me that would almost kind of want to live there okay no you wouldn't i don't know why they just like buckets. we talked about earlier danny I've always wanted to live in 1827, okay? Don't take this from me. No, I agree. I think I would event it'd be a nice vacation spot. And like they'd have to like drug me up with like some like memory eraser and be like this is reality. So then I can do like a week stint. Okay. And in like out you know, I mean, in the I bet you, village. I bet you it smells pretty bad. Sure it stinks. So? There's yeah. no deodorant. Mm. They're wearing layers on layers They're on layers. They're wearing layers on layers. They don't have All of the houses are right next to the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. They That's don't even have electricity. Yep. What would you do without electricity? What if they like? Why not just sneak in a few things? Like here's some toothbrush. You would toothpaste. have to. You would have to write with a freaking quill, dude. Yeah. You'd have to write a screenplay with a quill. <laughs> That's how so I write all my live. scripts. Yeah, because it makes you fancy. Mm-hmm. I'm personal. Danny, the fancy screenwriter. Well, when I do it, all the ink always bleeds onto the next page. They can't even read the script. <laughs> but I love like the atmosphere that it brings. Of course. Um, uh, I, I just want to say I love that ending, that final moment when she's like yes. back, Lucius, and then it mm-hmm. cuts with like the music, and it's like feels very epic and yeah. It almost feels like there could be a sequel, even though I wouldn't want one. It has that sort of like sequel send off. Right. Uh, Well, that is all the time we have for The Village. It sure is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, we would love a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. And we even give you a very simple link to get there. Ratethispodcast.com slash monster. Tis but a click away. Tis but a click away in the show notes. There is many links that you can visit to. There's many links that you can journey to in the show notes. Go journey. to the show notes. The adventure is endless on the show notes. <laughs> Next week in our show notes, there'll be more <laughs> adventures. So stay tuned. Um, other cool things you can get to through our show notes is our merch store. We are now on TeePublic, where you can find cool designs of How I Met Your Monster and designs from other artists that uh, are based on movies that we've covered on the show. So, uh, and anytime you make a purchase on TeePublic, it supports an independent artist, which is awesome. So you can find that link to our merch store in the show notes as well. What else we got in there, guys? Oh, you know. We have links to our social meds. That's right. What are your social meds? Uh, at Danny Salem. Two M's. Like the candy. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Follow me. Like me. Love me. Casey, where can we find you? 
I am on Instagram at Wolf Mother Casey. Nice. And you can find me on all the social media at Zach Winsick. That is W I N C I K like the sickness. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I is used to tell people. I used to tell people when I was a kid. I was like, "Yeah, my name's Winsick." So it's like if you win the race, but you get sick. Oh, <laughs> you win a little, you get sick a little. Even though that's not how it's spelled, that's just how it sounds. <laughs> so my last name is Brewer. Like my family made beer. Like you are a brewer. Yeah. Um, if you all have any questions, comments, concerns, want to be a guest on the show, want to talk about featured monsters, want to just chit chat, send us an email at Zach at howimetyourmonster.com. No complaints, though. No complaints. We're not we take, don't. We're not taking no, I mean, none whatsoever. We will like listen to the complaints, but uh, we won't really. It'll be like, LOL, them. that doesn't count. <laughs> they were having a bad day when they wrote that. Let's That's not right. acknowledge it. Um, also, if you do want to get in touch with M. Night Shyamalan, I can throw him a text. Just let me know what you want me to say. That's right. Just follow Danny on social media at Danny Slim. Two M's like the candy. And uh, ask for M. Night's contact info. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- he responds really quickly and very enthusiastically. Um, he's always engaged in conversation and always seems to know what we're talking about. Weird, right? He's just a like smart guy. Like it's yeah, you. he's got his finger on the pulse, guys. He knows what he's doing. It's like no, it's oh like he's God. Danny. Oh, he is Danny. It's yeah. almost like we're the same person. Oh, oh my God. God, is that gonna be his next twist? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Make sure to join us next week because we are covering the 1984 Stephen King classic, Children of the Corn, with special guest. Zachary Burns. Don't want to miss it. Uh, make sure to follow the show on social media on Twitter at I Met Your Monster and on Facebook and Instagram at How I Met Your Monster. Thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters. Thank you. Boo. <laughs>